music and the scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2016. You made it. Thank God we made it. A lot of people didn't make it to 2016, but you and I did. So you know what that means? There is work that we have to do. Thank you for tuning in. This is the very first podcast. And I thank you for tuning in with me. This podcast was birthed out of prayer. I was seeking the Lord and asking him on how can uh ask him for a platform where I can reach my generation with the word of God and uh and they um and give them the word with simplicity as he gives it to me. Because we're in the general we're in the time now where you know the church is looked down upon things uh, of the Lord are looked down upon his word is not honored at all uh, in our nation and around the world but God still has a remnant in this earth and um, I want to just play my part everybody has a part to play I just simply want to play my part so that's why this podcast was birthed and everything that you hear and everything that you you're getting comes from the Lord I take no glory for now the name macchiato's music in the scripture some people are thinking my lord what kind of name is that where you get that name from well macchiato if you don't know what it is it's an Italian word for simply you know espresso coffee uh, a macchiato is like it's this coffee with uh, foamed milk or steamed milk and you can pour a little caramel drizzle or you know whatever it is you want to put on it one of my favorite drinks is a caramel macchiato six pumps of vanilla at Starbucks you can go there and get it if you want it tell them I sent you, you might not get a discount but you can tell them I sent you no but um so you know some people like their coffee strong black and strong I don't really like my coffee like that all the time so a macchiato, you simply put some milk and it kind of adds some balance to it. And that's kind of where the term, uh, that's why I wanted to use that. Because the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, he says, Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So, you know, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. So, you know, babies, babies need milk. Babies can't go off eating you know chicken wings and salad they'll choke on that it's too much for them they have to start out on milk and they work their way up to where they can eat something solid and that's simply what we want to do uh as the lord gives it to me we're going to be uh getting into the milk of god's word and we're going to get on some stuff this might be hard to digest but you're going to have to chew it up and swallow it because guess what it's good for you it's going to bring nourishment to your spirit and then music, I love music. I enjoy music, all genres of music, as long as the message is cool, as long as the message is good. You know, I don't know about all the turn up, but if you know me, you know I don't, you know, do that. But, you know, I like all genres of music, what you listen to right now in the background. At least that's a, a Wes Pendleton. He's a producer out of Philadelphia. Very dope producer. But, um, yeah, so the music and then the scriptures, I love God's word. Love God's word. And uh, what better way to mix all those things together? You know, so we're going to dig into the scriptures. So for 2016, the very first message we're going to tap into, we're going to call it Have Faith in God. 
four words, have faith in God. I tell you what, in this generation, during this time, that's what we need. A lot of people are losing faith in God. So that's what we're going to deal with. First, we're going to define faith. What is faith? Faith in the simplest form is trust. But this is trust in God or trust in God's ability to support you. Just like when you sit down in the chair, whether you're at church or whether you're at the mall or whether wherever you sit, whether you're at a family gathering, you sit down in the chair. If the chair is on four legs and it don't look raggedy or anything like that, you're going to sit in it without expecting anything to happen. Like you're not expecting the chair to fall. So you're trusting in that chair's ability to support you. That's what having faith in God is like. You're trusting in God's ability to support you. Now, if you ever sit in a chair and that chair break on you or fall on you, you had like kind of an experience like that, then you're going to kind of think twice before sitting in the chair next time. You're going to make sure all the wheels intact. You might ask a couple of people, hey, this chair cool? Can I sit down in this? Before you sit down in it. But the one thing about the Lord is that he has never failed not one man. Not one man. He's the best lawyer around, the best doctor you can get, the best counselor, you name it. He has never failed anybody that has trusted in him. There's no one on this earth that can say that God has failed them. Now, they may have failed themselves in their wrong decision making and their wrongdoing, but God is always faithful. So that's faith. So we're going to read a story. Uh, coming out of Matthew, I'm sorry, coming out of Mark chapter 11. We're going to start at verse 12. Now, I need you to stay with me. I need you to get your Bible out or your tablet or whatever you may have and just follow along with me. Take some notes if you can. It's going to help you focus and concentrate. Now, if you're just riding or you're on the highway, don't you just keep your eyes on the road and just listen and let this word get in your heart. So we're going to start at Mark chapter 11. Uh, verse 12 let's read it says and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany he was hungry and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves he came if happily he might find anything thereon and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet and Jesus answered and said unto it no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever and his disciples heard it and they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine or his teaching. And when even was come, or evening was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, so this is 24 hours, the very next day, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And this is the same tree that Jesus just got finished speaking to in verse 14 when he says, No man is going to eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Come back by that same tree the next morning. It's dried up from the roots. So in other words, that tree ain't coming back, not in that spot. <clears throat> 
Verse 21, and Peter calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Verse 22, and Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Wow. Jesus' response to all that, they didn't ask him, if you pay attention, they didn't ask him, how did you do it? But God knows our thoughts. And they mind, even though he didn't say it, you know, they're thinking like, wait a minute, now how did this happen? How do you know how? Jesus said, have faith in God. And verse 23 says, Really I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he say. Now, we were describing faith, and one thing about this verse, what Jesus was bringing out is that faith can overcome any obstacle in your life. I mean, absolutely any obstacle. If it's a financial obstacle, a health obstacle, a family obstacle, a marriage obstacle, uh, a work obstacle, whatever the obstacle is, faith can overcome it. And you can prove that by 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. The Word of God says, For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith or our faith. Our faith is what causes us to overcome, but not just our faith. It's our faith in God. Because without him, the Bible says you can't do nothing. So don't ever think just because you have, you know, PhDs and DDs and all these degrees that, you know, your decision making is just the best of the best. Like you've you've eaten with the best, you've worked with the best, you all that that don't mean anything. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes you get placed you're you're in sometimes you can get in situations that your degree can't get you out of. The only person that can get you out of it is God. And you never want to rely on anything to get you out or anything to help you aside of the Lord. Now, your degree, granted, you've worked hard for that, you study for that, and you have knowledge in the area. But God has wisdom that the teachers don't need, that the teachers and the professors that taught you and that stuff that's in the books, it's wisdom that's out of this world. So you never want to rely on just your wisdom alone. You always want to consult with the Lord. And if you're placing your trust in your degrees, you know what that turns into? That turns into an idol. You've made that your God. And even though God helped us get those things, he don't want us placing none of these things above him. So it has to be a balance. You see what I'm saying? So always remember that. Don't ever place anything above the Lord or ever think you're too smart. You know, that you don't need God. So... Uh, that's one thing. Faith can overcome all obstacles. So we learned that. Another thing is faith works by love. So you know what that means? You can't be hating people. Now, we're not talking about all oh, they hating on you. We're talking about that kind of hate. We're talking about like pure hatred. You know, you, you can't hate the police. Uh-oh. You can't hate the police because of the... Uh, Un, yes, injustice is going on. You still can't hate them and still expect God to 
bless you or still expect God to use you. You can't you can't do that. You have to walk in love towards every man. If you're not walking in love, then your faith in God isn't working because God is saying if you have faith in me and love me, uh, you got to love your brother. You know, and the Bible says that uh, in first John chapter four. Verse 20, it says, if a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he had seen, how can he love God whom he had not seen? <laughs> and this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Yeah, they ain't your brother just because they gave the same color as you. Nuh-uh. No. It's only one race. That's the human race. Now, granted, we do have, not night, I know we have, you know, black, white, we have, you know, so forth and so on. But I'm not talking about that. But when we're judged before the Lord, he's not going to say, okay, now, blacks, you get over here. Whites, you get over here. Hispanics, you get right here. He's not going to do none of that. Uh-uh. All he wants to know is one thing. Have you accepted my son? Have you received Christ? Because Christ, that was... He took the penalty that we were supposed to pay. Now, whether you believe it or not, they still don't change it. Okay. Now, I want to let you know this, too, also about what I represent and who I represent. I believe that the word of God is infallible, is the infallible, true word of God. There is no contradictions in this scripture. I know we've heard that and we have a lot of Facebook and stuff today where you see a lot of little videos but there is no contradiction in the Bible. What you lack is something that's called understanding. That's all. You just don't have any understanding. Well, it's not a contradicting contradiction. God can't contradict himself. You know what I'm saying? So the Bible, as I, as I was told um, by a preacher a couple of years ago, the Bible was like a manual for high performance living. God gave us this instruction so that we can... <laughs> know how to live and operate in this earth no this earth is not the final destination and Jesus is soon to return but while we're here we got stuff that we need to do he, he tells us how we should conduct our lives things is going to benefit us and benefit, benefit our families no you're not perfect I'm not perfect no one's perfect that's not an excuse excuse me that's not an excuse to just do what you want to do we should have a heart and a desire to please God. And that's simply what faith is. Faith is trust and confidence in God. I want to make a statement about faith. Faith does not get embarrassed. When you're standing in faith and you're believing God, you will not be embarrassed. You can't be embarrassed by believing God. Hmm? No. When Jesus spoke to the tree... Jesus didn't speak to the tree and then stopped and looked at the tree to see if the tree was going to dry up. If, as we were reading, Jesus spoke to the tree and went on down to the church and started dealing with them folks that were selling stuff in the temple. He didn't think twice about it. Obviously, they went to sleep, woke up, and said the next morning, they walked by the tree again and saw that it was dried up from the roots. So he didn't focus on, all right, tree, I spoke to you, now let me watch you. You know, he didn't panic. He didn't, faith, faith doesn't doesn't consider anything but what God says. You know, and let me let me turn to that. That's in I believe that's in Romans. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Let me see. Uh, Romans chapter four, verse 19. Scripture speaking of Abraham, it says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's talking about Abraham. Backdrop on Abraham. Abraham was promised. He asked God for a child. God said, you're going to have a child. God didn't give him a child until he was 100 years old. Look at how God waited until it was impossible. See, he's a God of the impossible. So just because he didn't come through for you yesterday when you wanted, he's a God of the impossible. He won't let you fail. Not if you trusted in him. He won't let you fail. He said he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. See, you stagger through unbelief. Now, we're going to deal with Abraham in later broadcasts. We're going to podcast. We're going to talk about him. But there were opportunities where Abraham, you know, started to doubt. And his, him and his wife started coming up with another plan. So, well, maybe the Lord, maybe we don't think he's going to do it. Let's, let's go this route. Let's try this. And he, uh, you know, long story short, short, he ended up sleeping with his, his housemate and had a son named Ishmael. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> we'll deal with that. But Abraham got himself together. Because it said he staggered not the promise of God. He considered not his own body. He had to stop considering his uh, weaknesses, his infirmities. He didn't consider himself. He considered only what the word of God said. Only what God said. That's the only thing he considered. And once he considered only that, guess what? He came out on top. You all always has, always will. The word of God will never, never fail us at all. So let's not focus on our ability to get the job done. Let's focus on God's ability to get it done. And God will direct us. Another thing about faith is you have to put some pep in your step. Now, the Bible don't say that, but it says faith without works is dead. And I'm, I'm going to turn to that one moment. James, uh, I believe, chapter 2. Yeah, James chapter 2. Verse 17, it says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man say, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So, FIA, faith in action. Faith is acting on what you believe. That's another definition of faith. You know, I have faith in God means to have trust in him and trust in his ability to get the job done. But think about it. If we just read, read in the scripture where it says faith without works is dead. So what we're believing, 
we have to put some action to what we claim or what we say we believe. You know, it's just like a car. You have keys to your car. And you can stand on top of your car, hold the keys up in the air and say, I believe that if I put these keys in this ignition, that this car is going to drive. You say, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Lord knows I believe it. And everybody may be saying, amen, brother, we believe it too. But you know what? You will be there all night, all day, until you get in the car, put the key in the ignition, turn it, put it in drive, and go forward. I mean, if you got gas in the car. But that's, you know, that's that's a whole nother thing. But, you know, you have to put faith in action. So if we're saying we believe in God for this, I'm believing God is going to work this work this out. I'm believing God's going to get me a job. Well, you can't just say that and just be sitting at the crib watching DVDs and being nosy and lurking on Facebook all day. Nuh-uh. No, you got to get up, get up, get dressed, put your tie on, man, ladies, you know, put whatever y'all got to put on. <laughs> But, uh, you know, to be appropriate as far as the workplace, because you may go into a job and they may want to interview you on the spot, on the spot. So get up every day. Get up at eight o'clock in the morning. Don't just do the and do the Internet and go inside. Sometimes people need to see you go in there. Say, hey, y'all hiring today? So forth. Carry resumes with you. That's faith in action. Now you're saying, yeah, God, I believe you. So now I'm about to walk and I'm about to do this. I'm about to go into these stores and I'm going to fill out these applications. I'm putting my faith in action. You know, that's that's just, you know, one of many examples of, you know, faith in action. But that's what you do. You have to put your faith to work. Okay. So faith works by love. No love. No obstacles move. <laughs> that is so important. Like you just because that's that's what's really going on in our society right now with you know a lot of injustice that's taking place. You know, right now they have you know the Tamar Rice thing and a lot of the um, cops that were involved not getting convicted. And now, believe it or not, uh, you know, people are conjuring up hate in their hearts. Not necessarily even towards the officer. Now towards the government or we saying the president, he not going to Chicago and he not speaking up for this and that. You're, you know, we just need to move to Africa. Now, what you going to do when you get there? Now, let's just be real. Now, we, I heard people say something. Well, I tell you what, if, if if he get in office, I'm just moving the country. Where, where are you going to go? They got issues over there, too. You got a whole other thing of issues. You got a lot of stuff you're going to have to learn about their government and their way of doing things over there. So just, you, you saying all that because, you know, you don't know no better. You know, we just mad. That's all. But, yeah, you know, you're going to be upset. Yeah, it is an injustice. But you know what? We still have a responsibility to do what the scripture said we still gotta love you know just because you know uh predominantly you know all lives matter but we know right now there's an attack on a lot of black lives it seems like uh you know it's because now are we because a lot of black lives are getting targeted are we now going to just look at someone that's not black 
and say, oh, you might be on their side, huh? Yeah. No, you can, we can't. A house divided, you know, can't stand. We can't. <laughs> you got to come together. You know, and what makes us brothers and sisters is our relationship with Christ, those that have a relationship with Christ, not your color. Because I have a lot of white brothers and sisters, a lot of Indian brothers and sisters, a lot of Korean and Asian brothers and sisters. And we don't have the same mama, but we got the same heavenly father. You see what I'm saying? So we don't need to be divided by that. Now, we do need to, you know, speak up on the issues, but we just need to educate ourselves. I mean, even in that, you ain't got to fuss and fight with people. You have to pray. People say, no, we don't need to pray. No, no, you don't want to pray. That's the issue. It's not that prayer doesn't work. You don't want to pray. So let's just be real with that because prayer always works. But like we were just discussing, faith with action. So after we pray, okay, Lord, give me wisdom. What route do I need to take? Do I need to go down there and protest? Or do I need to go, you know, put my suit on and go on up here down to the city hall and so forth and, and have a meeting? Like, we have to seek God for his wisdom. We can't just be going out and just doing stuff. Just because that's what we feel like doing. Because you're not doing it in the right spirit. And God is going to get the glory no matter what. So you you want to do it because you want to you build up a name for yourself so you can get your 25,000 followers. No, it ain't about none of that. No, we just have to just, let's just obey God and do what the Lord wants us to do. So faith in God. It's a powerful statement that our Lord said. Have faith in God. Last scripture. Um, Ephesians chapter 6. I hope you're still with me. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's start at our, um, verse 12. Uh, verse 11. Uh, verse 10. <laughs> All right, verse 10 for real. All right, Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks or the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Uh oh. In high places. The Lord just called somebody out right there. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So in other words, people ain't our problem. The fight that we're fighting shouldn't be, you know, trying to put somebody, you know, get out in the street and trying to square up with somebody. He said, no, you ain't winning the battle like that. He said, the fight that we're fighting is a spiritual fight. You fighting against something you can't even see, but you don't want to pray. You ain't winning. That's not how you win in life. You win in life on your knees praying. That's how you win. So when you say, when people say, I'm winning, ask them, are you praying? And we ain't just talking about praying for your uh, material needs or praying that, you know what I'm saying, your Jordan raffle ticket to get called. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about, <laughs> you know, praying and believing God for our nation and our families and so forth and, and so on. 
So he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What I firmly believe, and that's going to be all for the day, what I firmly believe that with the injustice that's going on with the police officers that are killing a young men or young black men and women, um, I believe that police officers have been ordained by God. The position has been ordained to protect and to serve. The person wasn't necessarily ordained, meaning that the individual cops that are cops, they may not have necessarily been ordained, but the position is ordained and should be honored. So you may have one police officer or a couple or a couple of hundred, I don't know, that may have wicked hearts. But you know what? They don't make all police officers bad. Just like you got doctors. You got some bad doctors. Is that going to keep you from going to the doctor when you need to go? No. Now, you're going to say something crazy about you going to no doctor, but I guarantee if you need to go, you're going. You know, you got some bad lawyers, but I guarantee if you have a legal situation, you got, that's what you need to call. You, you need a lawyer. They don't make all lawyers bad. And, oh, Lord, we're not even going to talk about preachers. Just because one preacher does this or he stole money or he slept with, you know, the congregation or whatever foolishness that went on. That don't make all preachers bad. You know, you ain't going to stop going to the club. They just had a shootout last Friday. Guess where you at? You there next Friday, ready to turn up. So we're not even, you know, and I'm not talking about you directly, so I don't even know you. So I'm just, that's just a statement that some people put those things up and do those that kind of stuff but um no so let's have faith in god let's fight the right battle which is the battle on our knees let's pray and let's have faith in god and i guarantee you we have faith in god <laughs> we gonna win we gonna win i don't care what you see or what's going on in this earth or in this nation we will win trust god believe god and that's what we're gonna do that's the first episode of the Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast. I thank you for joining me. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you get to know him today. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is his name? His name is Jesus. That's his name. Jesus is Lord. So if you conf confess him as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that you will be saved. Salvation comes and happens in the heart. You're saved from what? You're saved from eternal damnation. So if you do not know Jesus, you can call upon him today and just simply say, Jesus, save me. Come into my life. Save me, deliver me from my sin. Give me eternal life. And you saying it can't be that simple. I, let me tell you something. Pray it. <laughs> Ask them sincerely. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to start from there. But that's it. That's enough time. I don't want to keep y'all too long. If you have more questions really about salvation or anything that I discuss, email me at m. Bills314 at yahoo.com. That's mbills314 
314 at yahoo.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, all under the same umbrella at mbills314. Thank you for tuning in. Remember Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true and every other man be a liar. I love you. God bless. Thank you.